silence. Mic check, one, two, one, two. Boo-boo. May I have your attention, please? Clear the floor, because our forever queen of morning radio, the one who says it like it is and doesn't give a shit, the motherfucking real deal, Miss Kicking the Door, Waving the 4-4, now has a podcast, and it is on fire. Make way for the one, the only, Miss Hey y'all, welcome to episode 8 of On Fire, and this is one of those episodes where I wish this was like a normal job, where if you didn't want to work that day, you could just call out sick and somebody else will come do it. Hello? Yo, Keith, uh, what's going on, man? This is uh, Anthony. Uh, I can't make it. I'm sick. <clears throat> um, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of those days, because I, I just, I'm not ready. To talk about Chadwick Boseman. It's just what last episode that official official Kwame and I were talking about Black is King and the significant role that Black Panther played in making people of African descent and Africans feel really good about themselves. And here we are two weeks later. And T'Challa is dead. I never yielded. And as you can see, I am not dead. It's mind blowing. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll know. If, if you follow me on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, whatever social media platform, you will know that I've been gutted. Gutted completely. I've been, I've been emotional. I'm not ashamed to say that I have shed several tears for this beautiful man who we all watch play these amazing roles because before T'Challa, there was Jackie Robinson and then there was Thurgood Marshall and there was James Brown. I was talking to my sister and she told me that she knew something was wrong when she watched 21 Bridges. To be honest, when I saw 21 Bridges, I noticed that he did look different. He didn't look as fresh, fine boy, as he did in Black Panther. And I told myself, oh, okay, it makes sense. In Black Panther, he was a king, you know? And before that, he was Prince T'Challa. So he came from royalty. So here he is playing a cop. You know, I, I, in my mind, I just think cops are meant to look tired. My brother's a cop. And I know the crazy hours that he works. So I noticed it, but I felt it was for the role. And I completely missed uh, all these images that are coming out now of Chadwick looking very drawn and very slim in the face and very unwell. Uh, the videos and the pictures that uh, apparently he took down because people kept saying, oh, you look like a crackhead. Oh, you look like you're on drugs what's going on. I missed that. I missed it completely. So it really came as a huge shock to my spirit when I was sitting in my room and my niece walked in and said, Chadwick Boseman is dead. He's dead from cancer. And I'm looking at her like, does this foolish girl not know who 
Chadwick Boseman is. Like, why is she just throwing the name around like that? If she's meeting one of her other foolish TikTok people, you know, like how how is she getting the name wrong? And I'm just looking at her. And I did not say what I'm just looking at her like stupid, dumbfounded in the face. And so she said it again because she's she's thinking that I don't have any idea who she's talking about. And I'm thinking she doesn't have any idea who she's talking about. So she says it again. And then she says, you know, the guy that played Black Panther. I'm like, I know who he is. I know he is. And I just didn't. I just continued to look at her, you know, like dumbfounded. And then she left and went downstairs to tell my mom and my sister. And I opened up social media. And lo and behold, there it was. And it just really broke my heart. Because he seemed like a really cool, easygoing, not full of himself guy who was amazingly talented. And everybody likes those kind of people, right? The people that are super dope, super fly, but don't make you feel less than. Like, they're not assholes. They're just really, really cool. Like, they act like they're nothing special, even though everybody else knows that they are. I like that kind of energy. And that's what he gave off. Not to mention, he was cool as shit. Everybody was doing the Wakanda pose. Wakanda forever! And he was fine. Oh, my God, those eyes. Man... And when you think about the fact that this man was battling cancer, he wasn't, you know, strung out on drugs or, you know, some other addiction where you could say, oh, well, he started taking those drugs, so he kind of caused it. You know what I mean? Like, nobody causes cancer. It just happens to you or it doesn't. You know what I mean? So to see somebody go through all of this, in fact, not see them go through it, but to know that they went through it and still gave gave you top-notch performance every time, it's just like, yo, it's heartbreaking, at the same time inspiring. And I just can't believe it. And I know they say that God makes no mistakes but it's like, man, was his work really done? He only gave us like five or six movies. Oh, hell no! I'm counting all the Avenger movies as one. You know what I mean? But I, I, he was our Denzel. I wanted to see him do, do a bunch of movies and have the kind of catalog that Denzel has. That's what I wanted for Chadwick Boseman. That's, that's what he deserved. You know, and it's just really, really sad. It makes me so sad. It really does. It really does. It hurts. 2020 is some bullshit, yo. Like this hurts as bad as Kobe did. But Kobe was even more gut-wrenching because his daughter was there. You know what I mean? So it's just like, whoo. Mm-mm-mm. And I don't normally get emotional over celebrities because Lauren Hill's still alive. Yes! <laughs> you know, and if Lauren's still alive, I'm good. <laughs> but it's like we've we've lost some we've lost some heavy hitters, some really heavy hitters. And Chadwick Boseman, man, he just he was beautiful. He was beautiful, and yeah, he made me proud because he did those movies, didn't he? did those movies and i know i was talking real slick last episode about angela bassett 
and Forrest Whitaker and their accents and Black Panther. But Chadwick pulled it off. He sounded like a young, fly-ass, cool-ass Nelson Mandela. Yes, he did. Evacuate the city. Engage all defenses. And get this man a shield. Oh, man. I'm not ready to let it go, but you have no choice at this point. There will be no more Chadwick Boseman magic. There will be no more Black Panther 2. You know what I mean? Because I was talking to my sister and I was like, even if they, she was like, oh, of course they're going to do it. You know, like there's money to be made. Who? Who's going to play it? Anybody else in, in young black Hollywood is already in the movie. You see what I'm saying? Who going to do it? Daniel Kaluuya's in there. He's the one uh, with, with the with the blanket capes riding the rhinos. You know what I mean? Michael B. Jordan's already in it. Well, he did. He was Killmonger, you know? Who again? I don't know. And then I said, maybe John Boyega. My family and I had our own little in-house tribute for Chadwick. We watched Black Panther and we all got dressed up. Well, those who had the clothing to dress up, dressed up. My sister and I, the mamas, we were too tired. We wore all black, you know, because Wakanda forever, Black Panther. And we were also in mourning, so to speak. Uh, but my daughter, my niece, my niece's bestie, shout out to Megan. Uh, and my mom, you know, found some appropriate African clothing and wrapped their hairs and had on face paint and lashes <laughs> and we watched it together and as they marched into the living room everybody put up their w's hit that wakanda forever one time i put it up on instagram and yes i'm not ashamed to say that we have a chadwick boseman memorial in the living room yes we do <laughs> we have a bunch of old essence magazines which i like to keep i get rid of the oprah's because it's always oprah on the cover you know but the essence magazines they always have you know a black celebrity and the ones that we really like i tend to keep and um there's a cover with chadwick that we kept so we just took it out put it up you know like on the mantelpiece put two candles in front of it and it's just there you know it's it, it's rest in peace t'challa to think to think that he did this with cancer stage four stage four i was making spaghetti the other day and i didn't hold the pot too good i was draining out the water and the pot kind of slipped and then me trying to save the pot because i didn't want spaghetti to go flying everywhere uh if you see i have really really long nails but like the handle of the pot like hit and caught and like it like i was hurt you know like it ripped my nail like in the middle of my nail like there was like blood and i could see flesh if i bent it like my, I knew my nail was going to die and come off like it was that kind of injury and I was like mm, that's it like I stopped <laughs> somebody else had to make the garlic bread somebody else had to finish off the sauce like I was done I was done because oh my nail hurt my nail hurt this man gave you blockbuster movies with cancer you see you, you, can you imagine the strength the determination, the focus 
that it took to pull that off and still act his ass off. You know what I mean? It wasn't like he just did the movies and gave us a whack-ass performance. He did the movies, you know, with all that physical, you know, physicality going on. And then he acted his ass off too. One of my favorite filmmakers, Ava DuVernay, um, posted that a couple of years ago, she made a movie called August 28th. Apparently, August 28th is a very important day in Black history. There are six historical events that her film chronicled. I haven't seen the movie, but I'm pretty sure if she could do an update, she would. Because we lost Chadwick on August 28th. Our first black superhero. Man, rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman. Prayers going up to his family, his beautiful wife, and his fans all over the world. Wakanda forever. Shall we get into this Brandy and Monica verses? I knew the numbers were going to be good. Because the highest numbers that verses had seen came from Erica Badu and Jill Scott. And let me tell you something. The girls already come through for the sisters, but the niggas come through to see the bitches. Yes, they do. So they were like, ooh, some more pretty girls. So I knew the numbers were going to be good. They were going to be good. One, because it was pretty women to look at on screen. <laughs> Two, because they both came at you after bad things had happened. Erica and Jill came... I think the weekend after or the weekend of the George Floyd murder, right? And so here we have Brandy and Monica, the weekend of us losing Chadwick Boseman or the Monday after us losing Chadwick Boseman on that Friday. So I knew that the numbers were going to be good. Because I've, I've said it before and I will say it again on this podcast. Music is healing. So I knew people were going to come through to just hear some good stuff, sing their hearts out, shed a tear or two, and just escape from all the bad vibes that are out there right now. Right? Whew. But I did not expect 1.2 million. Wow. <laughs> ah, what? I said for Brandy and Monica, this is awesome. Awesome. So let's talk about outfits. Because I know everybody else was talking about it on uh, social media. They were going in on Monica and her shoes from back in the day and the shoes that she had on that night. We couldn't tell if they were thigh-high boots or if they were pants. But if they were pants, where did the pants stop and where did the boot begin? We couldn't tell. It was just flyness from foot to waist. It was just beautiful. And that waist was non-existent. She came through with the little Fendi beret on and she just looked like... Monica always looks very well put together. So she looked like Monica. She really did. Uh, she hasn't aged in the face much at all. You know what I mean? So it was, it was what you expected 
flyness, right? Brandy came through looking like, I don't know. <laughs> she didn't come through looking like a bag lady. No, she looked, you know, uh, like she had a bit more money on, you know, than a bag lady did or would. But it still wasn't very... <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> it was a little too old for her. <laughs> like, Brandy's not an old girl. But she was wearing these little flat slippers. You know, these big old baggy pants. This long patchwork trench coat. You know, looking like she just was going to a PTA meeting. And I said, hmm... Okay, maybe she didn't want to do too much. She just wanted to come through real light, light, and then, you know, beat Monica's ass. And that she did. I have always been Team Brandy because Brandy's runs are amazing. And her registry, it's comfortable for me to sing along to. So I've always been able to sing along to Brandy songs and think and feel that I was the shit. So I like her. <laughs> I do. Plus, I was a Moesha watcher. And I think she had that advantage over uh, Monica as well. So it was a really good versus to watch. The ladies were a bit stiff. And we all know the history between those two stemming from the boy is mine. We know the history. And I, 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 I thought I thought it would feel more comfortable than it did. So it was kind of surprising that these women, how many years later, you know, couldn't just be genuinely, genuinely warm and loose and fluid with each other. It was still good. Don't get me wrong. But I just, I didn't want to feel any awkwardness. You know what I mean. I really was just there for the music. Official Kwame was hoping that there would be some real cattiness between them. <laughs> so we know what he was watching for, but I just wanted the music. And they really, really did give us the music. Oh, yeah. It was healing. It was something nice and soothing to just kind of wash over the loss of Chadwick Boseman. So it was the perfect verses for just calming down whatever tensions or whatever rawness was out there. Um, temporary Band-Aid, you know, just to help people woosah and get back to the good fight. Um, so I really enjoyed it. My only disappointment uh, with... Brandy and Monica was besides the awkwardness, the fact that while the battle was going on, Brandy is seemed didn't want to do too much singing. And I said, okay, is her voice tired? Is she, you know, saving up her voice for something else? Does she have a cold? I wasn't sure. You know, Monica was singing and ad-libbing and doing all this other stuff during the battle. But then at the end, when they performed The Boy Is Mine together, just as I predicted... Brandy's singing this time, but then Monica doesn't want to sing. And I'm like, see, see, just a little awkward, but still very, very good numbers. And yeah, shout outs to Ray J. 
<laughs> Did anybody see the footage that came out later? And I knew he was there. I knew he was there. Brandy wouldn't go anywhere to do anything musical without her baby brother, her best friend, in tow. So it was really heartwarming to see behind-the-scenes footage of Ray J just doing the most and dancing and singing off to the side while his sister was doing her thing during the battle. And I said, man, everybody deserves a sibling like Ray J. Everybody. That's what you call for real, for real, best friend. Fuck my best friend finna. She finna. Oh, your best friend, that's my best friend. If you check my Instagram post, or is it Twitter? I don't know, but I never took social media seriously until I really had to <laughs> because of my job. But one of the first posts that I put up willingly was a post of Joe Button back in his slaughterhouse days. And it was a picture of him with a fitted hat on. He had a microphone in his hand. He had on a wife beater. And it was just tattoos. Just, oh. And I was like, oh my God. He's always been hot to me. Now he's old man hot. But back then, like, he was young boy hot. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I've always, I've always, for one reason or another, liked Joe Button. You know? Yeah, he's cute. He was rocking with Slaughterhouse. I thought he was everything. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm on Love and Hip Hop. I thought he was one of the realer characters on that show. And when it came to his podcast, The Joe Budden Experience, it was always on Spotify. And living in Ghana, it's not available in that region, right? And I refuse to watch it on YouTube, even though I love watching State of the Culture on YouTube, which is his show on Revolt TV. Um, but State of the Culture is like... An hour. The Joe Budden Experience podcast <laughs> is like three hours. So I was never going to do it. You know what I mean? So I kind of forgot that I even now being here in the States had the option to enjoy a Joe Budden podcast on Spotify. And it was when I saw recently this past week, I think it is, uh, a snippet of um some knowledge that he was dropping on his listenership and I was like oh shit <laughs> I can listen to Joe Button while I'm cooking dinner for the family because I am the designated dinner maker <laughs> in this house yes I am <laughs> it's how I pay my dues for living up in my sister's house rent free and not paying no bills yes yes I got it good right <laughs> damn COVID took my job now that made me a cook but <laughs> i make some bomb dinners so it's, i'm greatly appreciated in this house so i was like okay let me get the joe button podcast you know let me subscribe and let me start listening because when i saw the snippet of that that uh piece where he was talking about charlemagne i was like oh yes i remember it this is why i love him so I went and I listened to the full episode from where that piece was taken. And I got to say, Joe Button is my hero. <laughs> Joe Button is my hero. 
Uh, it was recently in the press that he was offered, he and his team, Rory and Mal, were offered a Spotify deal or uh, they were asked to renew or whatever, you know, and they were like, hell no. Oh, hell no. We got to go, okay? And a lot of people were like, what? They stupid. One of those people was Charlemagne, Charlemagne the God, as... Joe Budden explained his reasons for not staying at Spotify. It just is very much in tune and on trend with what a lot of black celebrity is talking about now. Ownership, 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 ownership. And Joe Budden talked about how it's important that you should own the information that is being amassed by, you know, all these people tuning in from all over the world, all these numbers that tells you who's listening, what their age is, their educational background, and da-da-da-da-da-da-da, what they spend money on, and da-da-da. All that information is the real value. And Spotify is throwing all this crazy money at them to stay because they want the information. They want that data that Joe Budden's podcast brings in. When people give you the kind of money that Spotify was giving them or was offering them, it means that there's something bigger at stake. I'm going to say it again. When somebody, right, is throwing the kind of money at you, that was being thrown by Spotify. It means money is not the prize. You feel what I'm saying? So he was like, fuck no. We don't want your money. We want the numbers. Because apparently when you try and get these numbers, no, they will not be given to you. Because they're not yours. You see what I'm saying? It's not yours. The money is yours. You got your money. You've been paid. So away with you. Go sit down and record another episode. You see what I'm saying? But the power that's in that information that lets you know who's listening, how to market to them, how to sell this information to other companies. You see what I'm saying? It it means you can make 10 10 or 100 times (laughs) what you're giving to Joe Button and them through that information. That information is the real wealth. But it was the way he laid it out. I was like, God damn it. God damn it. Round of applause for Joe Budden. Because he made it very clear when he spoke about Charlemagne critiquing his decision to not stay with Spotify. He was like, bruh, you and I are not fighting the same battle. You are working at your radio station for 10 years now. You're getting a paycheck. It's a fantastic paycheck. But we're not fighting the same battle. You probably want more money out of your shit. I want the information. You see what I'm saying? I want to have firsthand knowledge and control over who's listening and how I can reach them. You see what I'm saying? And then he basically, this is the only time in the podcast where I think it kind of got a little bit, I won't say nasty, but like it was kind of mean (laughs) where he reminded Charlemagne that look you're a smart man you're talented you're gifted at what you do 
you had that show up on HBO, but when HBO didn't want you, what did they do? They sent you packing. They sent you packing. And they can do that because they have the real power. You see what I'm saying? Had you owned your shit, they wouldn't just send you packing because they want access to that information that you own. So it was just so dope the way it was laid out. So I'm only saying this to say, look, for my creatives, for my creatives, fuck the exposure, fuck the money, ownership, ownership, ownership. That's all I'm saying. Ownership, ownership, ownership. And I don't know what it's going to take for, you know, you, for us to say, hell no, to some really dope paychecks because people got bills to pay. You see what I'm saying? That's the reality of it. People have bills to pay. So I, I guess I'm going to um, echo what Joe Biden said, which is however you decide to get your creativity out there, you know, do you. No one's going to judge anybody or no one should. But your end goal should be ownership because that's where the real power and the real control is. And it just, it was so meaningful to me because I am on this podcast journey and he dropped many gems on how he's playing this podcast game and we all know he's winning, right? And then it also uh, was meaningful because he talked about Charlemagne who has this fantastic radio career where he basically carries the entire station. And you can't tell me that I did not carry YFM for 11 years. The dopeness is what I like the most. Dopeness. People who want to make things as dope as possible. I fucking carried them from 2008 until till. You see what I'm saying? I fucking carried them. And to be ushered out of the door and the excuse is COVID. God damn! Because I did not play a smart game. So my creatives... If you didn't learn it from me when I said in episode one, listen to Joe Button. He got more money than me. So maybe maybe you'll pay attention. Creatives, ownership is key. Let's move on. On the flip side, are you watching P-Valley? <laughs> oh, I hope you are. <sighs> so season one just ended. Uh, this past, um, I think it was Sunday and <laughs> I was going off on Twitter. I'm like, yo, if y'all do not watch P Valley, you need to start. Thankfully, I was able to convince official Kwame to watch it. And I've made so many recommendations to this fool over amazing stuff to watch. And he never really makes the time to, Right. But thank God he started watching P-Valley. It is so good. I don't even want to tell you too much. I just want to encourage you to go watch it. If you were a fan of HBO's True Blood, then it has that look and feel, okay? It's not about vampires. True Blood was. This is True Blood with strippers, okay? I liken it to True Blood because of the way it's shot. It looks very dark. 
Um, it's shot. Well, the the whole TV series is set in some East Bubblefuck town that nobody really knows or talks about. But they have their they have so much drama and so much shit going on in that town that it's just like what is <laughs> mind blowing. So please, it is amazing and it's super refreshing to come across a tv show where you don't know any of the actors there's only one person loretta divine who's in p valley but she has a very small role at least in the first season to me i think i might have seen her in two episodes out of the eight so it really isn't about relying on celebrity names and faces to carry off this new show I haven't heard of anybody in this show. And it is so good because they're so like they're really just being carried by their talent. And it's mm, 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 mm. what Tyler Perry should be ashamed of himself because Tyler Perry gave you the the what's it called? The oval. He gave you sisters. He gave you bruh. Or whatever, whatever that stupid show is called. And a lot of those actors are unknown. But the storyline and the acting is just garbage. It's, uh, 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 I want to vomit. It's so bad. It's so bad. So I was like, what is going on? We can't do better than this, black people. Like, we only have a handful of people that's killing it in the game. What is going on? But no, no. It's not the bad actors. It is the bad direction coming from Tyler Perry. All right. So uh, move that to the side. P-Valley gives you so many amazing black characters who are played phenomenally by some people who aren't even like actors. Uh, in P-Valley, one of the major players in this TV show is um, Mercedes. Okay. And Mercedes is played by a woman called Brandy, Brandy something or other, right? Who was a school teacher. Miss Brandy was a school teacher. And she decided somewhere along the line that, hmm, you know what? I think I really want to try my hand at acting. And that was it. That was it. She is not no seasoned Yale performer like Lupita Nyong'o. She doesn't have that background. She was a school teacher who decided that, yo, I think I can do this. And oh my gosh, she is so amazing. P-Valley is so good. I love the accents. <laughs> I love when people are from like, you know, country, country down south. I love those kind of accents. And True Blood gave me that um, on HBO. And P-Valley's giving me that. I love it. I love the way it's shot. Everything's so dark and gritty. I love that. And it's phenomenal acting and a lot of drama. Okay. So if you want to see some girls work the pole like never before, mixed in with some great acting and a really, really interesting storyline, I recommend P Valley. Okay. <laughs> Enough said. Cue the drums. You know what time it is, y'all. GTTW, Ghana to the world. First off, we got to say congratulations. Um, medical. Medical and Fela McAuliffe, we just had their baby girl. 
Uh, her name is Island. Congratulations to them. Fellow McCaffrey, Ghanaian actress, medical Ghanaian rapper. Also, got to say congratulations. I know I missed this. Um, one of our hmm, superstars when it comes to <laughs> Ghanaian Afrobeat music, Kwame Eugene. He recently welcomed his first daughter, uh, his first child into the world. So congratulations to these artists that we're watching grow up and take on these real, real life roles before our very eyes. We wish them all the best and prayers and blessings on those beautiful children. All right. Moving on, more props and more congratulations are in order to Blitz the Ambassador. Like Blitz is not fucking around. I'ma be I'ma be completely honest. I was <laughs> low-key feeling away <laughs> that Blitz, you know, hadn't found the time to hop up on my podcast and, you know, like, let's get this interview going for the people. Because I'm like, he told me he had a couple of deadlines to take care of and then he hit me back. And I'm like, but Black is King is already out. So why hasn't he hit me back? Like, what's really good? Like, this is my homie. Is he flaking on me? He's switching on me. Nah, the nigga really busy. He's really fucking busy, okay? Uh, we all, a lot of people have been bitching and moaning about 2020 being a fucked up year. It's been pretty darn good to Blitz the Ambassador, okay? Mm-hmm. He recently uh, signed on to CAA, right? So he got some really, really good management in his corner when it comes to agencies and finding jobs. Uh, we saw him directing... Uh, a couple of episodes of Ava DuVernay's uh, really good TV show. Then we see him surprise us. He's one of the, one of the directors on Beyonce's Blackest King. And I'm like, okay, surely now he has time. No, 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 no. Blitz has been chosen to direct the musical for um, The Color Purple. Wow. Yes. Yep. Uh, you know who's the executive producing this, this, this bad boy? Um, Steven Spielberg. Uh, Quincy Jones. Um, Oprah Winfrey. Like, yes. Real, real fucking big names. Okay? Not to say that Beyonce is not a real fucking big name, but like, Beyonce, like, the last, what, 10, 10 or so years. Oprah and Steven Spielberg and Quincy Jones, they've been killing the game for fucking decades. Okay, decades, plural. So he's in very good company and he is doing tremendous work. And I couldn't be more proud of this young man and him just getting his name and his work out there. So yes, round of applause. Y'all keep it going for Blitz the Ambassador. Hmm. Let me see what else we want to talk about now in terms of <laughs> GTTW. Gotta talk about the Ghana Music Awards. Which, to be quite honest, I even forgot it was happening. Boy, that escalated quickly. I was messing about on my phone somewhere, and somebody posted something. I think it was a fial on the red carpet, or, you know, something about a dress she was wearing, and it said VGMAs. And I was like, oh, shit, did I miss that? Did it happen? And then I realized that it was happening now. <laughs> so I quickly went to find the link, and um, I realized that it was a two-day festival thing going on. I said, okay, that's cute. 
I was too late to watch the first day live, but they've been really good when it comes to posting the links for you to watch what you miss. So I very easily found a link for everything that I'd missed the first day and I watched it and I was surprised that y'all were having this event indoors and it looked like way more than a hundred people. I was like, didn't the president say y'all can have events and gatherings of a hundred people? The pandemic isn't over just because you're over it. The pandemic isn't over just because you're over it. <laughs> like y'all niggas sold tickets and shit. I'm sure y'all sold more than a hundred tickets, you know, and I know the tables was supposed to be spaced out, but like still it's an enclosed room. You have a couple of people like <coughs> a chew, a chew. That shit hangs in the air for like 40 fucking minutes. Okay? Very easy for it to float through the air and land on somebody's glass. Ew. Yuck. You know what I mean? So I was like, oh, God is. Yeah, I'm brave, Papa. But it it was it looked like a really good night. It really did. Um gotta say kudos to Charter House and Vodafone Ghana. And everybody that worked on that, because all throughout the show, they were constantly reminding people that, yes, in addition to, you know, buying some Vodafone credits, you can also, you know, yeah, don't forget to put your mask on. You want to stand up and dance, do so at your seat. Can't be moving around all willy-nilly. COVID is still very much alive and kicking. So I was like, okay, they're not completely being irresponsible out there. You know, if you if you sell tickets to somebody to come to an event at night, you're dealing with an adult. So hopefully if you remind them a couple of times, like, hey, you can, you know, have fun. But just remember, safe fun is cool, too. I mean, I can't be mad. I can't be mad. Uh, when it came to the first day, I was really blown away by... Some of these performances. And they came from people that... Oh, shit. Here we go again. I never really rated them like that. Okay? Or, let me let me rephrase that. I wasn't looking forward to their performances. You know, I had other people that I really wanted to see. I wanted to know if Sark was doing anything. I wanted to know if Ifia was performing. I wanted to know if Adina was hitting the stage. Like, there were just certain names that I was curious about. Okay? Ras Kuku was not one of them. But boy, oh boy, boy, oh fucking boy, did he blow my socks off. What a performance. And I was very pleasantly surprised at the quality of sound that was coming through my speakers. Because I have done Vodafone Icons for six years. I was a judge six years right and so i know that we always lose a lot of quality when we're taping a live event and putting it out on tv or online i would always hear people saying oh but the contestants they are not that good and i'm like you're lying if you're there in the auditorium when they're singing like like i knew i knew when i saw Biala perform at Vodafone Icons, I said, yes, this girl's a problem. She is going to win. Back then, she was called Noella. 
You see what I'm saying? Like, I knew she was amazing. I remember seeing Cena Soul audition for Vodafone Icons and being blown away by her voice. Titi, blown away by their voices. But there's always something that's lost. Tech, because of technology, you know, I'm, I'm not an expert, but it doesn't sound as good on TV. You see what I'm saying? So I've never been pleased by, you know... Ghanaian shows and what they're able to give us on TV or on social media. I don't know who they hired this year, but wow. Wow. Raskuku sounded amazing. You know who else sounded amazing? Who I wasn't really... I know he's an amazing singer, but I wasn't... I wasn't expecting anything because I know how these live performances sound on social media. Calvin Boy... Hey, his voice is like butter, like butter. He sounded so good. So I'm like, okay, the reggae boys have really stolen the night for me. You see what I'm saying? So immediately I was like, damn, whoever they hired, like I, I, I want everybody to perform now. <laughs> you, see, you see what I'm saying? Like I wanted to hear everybody just in case there were some people that I hadn't really paid attention to you know, that I would hear and be like, hmm, now you played yourself. You missed out. They're amazing, you know? So my 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 big, big wins for the first night were the performances uh, from Ras Kuku and Kelvin Boy. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. I can't even recall who won what because I'm sorry, but these award ceremonies, they they very rarely get it right. Yeah, that that's just the truth, okay? Or some people will argue that the masses outweigh uh, all the urban poppy Afrobeat shit that, you know, us little young urban radio station people were playing. So um, there were a couple of categories. People, one, I had never heard of them before because I don't play traditional music. Or, you know, I, I never used to play traditional music on my show. You know, or we never played gospel. You know, so when it came to male vocalists of the year, I'm like, who the fuck is that? He's who? He won what? Over King Promise? It, it, it just didn't make any sense. So the awards have never meant anything to me because I know I won't get it. Okay? So anyway, day two, trying to watch this thing. And I don't know. It just wasn't working out. <laughs> uh, whoever they hired the first day, <laughs> they didn't come to work on day two. They say, fuck you. You didn't pay me my money. Go to hell. And they were out. I don't know. But the, the connection was just bad. And I, I just, you know, I just gave up. I saw a little bit of EL's performance because I love that song. If I will bang. But I just couldn't do it. The connection was just awful and it didn't make for pleasant viewing so i gave up but congratulations to everybody who won something at the vgmas congratulations to anybody who was even nominated there's a lot of honor in being nominated for you know anything if it relates to what you do all right so again congratulations to you okay this leads me <laughs> into a perfect segue because we're going to talk about shit <laughs> that some of y'all have your hand out for and you know good and goddamn well that you don't deserve it. 
Okay? Dr. Kwame Fajwa, with his buck-tooth-looking self, done came through and played y'all. Congratulations. You played yourself. And I'm laughing. I'm laughing because y'all obviously were not paying attention. Like, how could y'all be so stupid? If somebody comes through, right, looking like a carpenter, no disrespect to the carpenters at all, okay? I have several in my family back home in GH. But if you come through looking like a carpenter in an ill-fitted suit, speaking horrible English, and you tell me that you are somebody who is a representative of the United Nations and you come in through giving out awards, homie, I'm gonna look at you with the side eye. And I feel like some of y'all, <laughs> in fact, all of y'all <laughs> were just so eager to have something else, some award that y'all weren't even thinking clearly at all. Like, I'm sorry, that man would never come to me and I would be fooled. I would never be fooled. I would never be fooled. Like, you, you, like, are y'all joking here? <laughs> and, and more importantly, you didn't fucking deserve it. Okay? You didn't fucking deserve it. It was called a Leadership Service to Humanity Award. What fucking humanitarian work have any of y'all been fucking doing? Case in point, many years ago, when I was... um. A struggling college student, right? I wasn't even in NYU yet. I was still at Essex County College in Newark, New Jersey, working on my journalism degree, okay? And my sister came down to visit me and my brother in Jersey one time. And she came because it was every every year, the, the Louis shops have this phenomenal sale where it's like 80% off. Ask anybody who buys real Louis. The people who buy the fake shit don't know what I'm talking about, okay? But once a year, they have these annual sales, and Louie just gives you crazy discounts. So she came to Jersey because she wanted to go to Short Hills Mall. Shout outs to all my Ghanaians, Nigerians, you know, Sierra Leoneans over there in New Jersey, you know, Short Hills Mall. <laughs> all of y'all Africans out there. <laughs> Shout outs to y'all. But she came through because she was not going to miss out on that sale. So, of course, she's in town, you know, we're hanging out, having a good time. So I go with her and my cousin uh, because they're the ones with money, okay? They're, they're, you know, working, making bank by this time. So I'm just tagging along to go shopping. I have no money to spend. So my sister's buying her Louis bag. I'm looking at one now. She still has it. That's That's good quality shit. It just lasts forever. But, you know, she's looking at her bag, my cousin over there shopping, shopping. I'm just walking around, looking at stuff and kind of daydreaming like, oh, one day, one day, me talk, will buy some. And then my sister says to me, she says, um, which one do you want? And I look at her and she was like, I thought I saw you looking at the pink one. And it was this cute pink Louis bag. And of course, it's 80% off, right? So like... You're only going to get that price once a year. And who's to say that next year, if, if I come back and I got some money, that bag will even still be, you know, on shelves or even still being manufactured for me to buy one. So it made sense that I should say, you know what, that one, 
But I said to myself, and I said to her, and my sister reminds me about that even now at this our age, she was like, you really, really are like a different kind of person. Because I looked at her and I said, no, I haven't earned that bag yet. And she was like, what you mean? I was like, Najeli, I ride the bus to go to school and to work my little part-time job. I don't need to carry a real Louis Vuitton bag. Like, it's, I haven't earned it yet. You see what I'm saying? And she, she every once in a while, she's like, hey, you fool. Somebody's giving you a real Louis Vuitton bag and you say no. But that's just the type of person I am. And that's why I'm saying I could not be fooled because I'm sorry. If somebody comes to me and says, look, I am going to give you, I want to honor you with a United Nations Service to Humanitarian Award. And I know that I have not been cleaning out this. Building schools. Buying medicine. For children at Kolebu and at seven, if I have not been working with some NGOs and some, I don't know, Volta region making shabata or helping them export baobab seed or whatever. If I haven't been doing any fucking humanitarian work, when they bring me this letter saying we want to honor you for what? I'm going to be like, are you sure you got the right person? I'm not doing any humanitarian work. And I'm like, what the fuck? Berla Mundi, Berla Mundi is not doing humanitarian work by emceeing your gigs. Sarkodier is not doing humanitarian work by giving you banger after banger. Okay? He's giving you banging ass joints. He's not out there paying school fees for kids to go to his daughter's school, to, to go to school with Titi. You see what I'm saying? Like, let's stop being greedy and stupid. D-Black it does not deserve a humanitarian award. He has a nightclub. He's selling you booze. Gala musicians, Gala musicians, why do you like an award like that? Especially D-Black, to pay 5000 D-Black, why? I don't understand why he has to pay 5000 for for this award. Flask, Ghana Flask Award. D-Black, how many flasks do you need? Tell me, D-Black, how many? I'll come to your, I'll come to your club today. Tonight, I'll come there. You see what I'm saying? Y'all just be on some bullshit. And <laughs> I hope each and every one of them felt stupid, okay? And 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 they probably don't, which is the sad part. Which is the sad part. Because if you have any real integrity, you realize that, Charlie, you were reaching. You were reaching, standing up there, smiling, holding that fucking plaque that says service to humanitarian service to humanity award. Like, let's stop being stupid about everything gh it's really fucking sickening it really is so y'all sat there and let let this stupid man play y'all because you're stupid too stupid is as stupid does and on that note we move on i ain't got nothing to say about that oh wait hold up yes i do because i think it was somewhere on twitter where somebody was saying ah but this this can't be fraudulent. This was this was before the UN put out a statement saying this Dr. Kwame Fudra guy is fraudulent and we ain't got shit to do with him. Before that announcement came, some of y'all idiots were on Twitter talking about, oh, but why would he do that? Are you sure it's fraud? Why would he do this? What does he stand to gain? Let me tell you something. When I was general manager of the radio station, the number of people that used to come to me with their little envelopes and their little packages trying to put on this event and trying to do this for this cause. And all they wanted me to do was 
give them an official YFM letterhead that said I was somehow affiliated with them or the station was somehow affiliated with them so that they could turn around and go and dupe people and get money. If I tell you how many of those letters came through on my desk, you would be blown away. He, st- he stood to gain a lot. He stood to gain a lot. You think he just up and had some mental issues and so decided that he was going to spend money so that he could what take a fucking picture with D-Black and Sark and Burla and whoever else? No, no. People do this shit for money so they can go and rip people off and say, oh, did you not see I did it? Or, oh, I work with the UN. I'm going to do this and this and that. He should be arrested and jailed. Jailed. Y'all need to be serious. No, I don't know how they did not see this from a mile away. Like, who are their management people? Like, Sark's people didn't catch this. D-Black's people didn't catch this. Who are your PR people? Nobody on your team could research this motherfucker and make sure he was legit. Stupid is as stupid does. Fellow Ghanaians. Let this be a lesson to all of y'all, all right? <laughs> Don't be getting gassed for no reason. People running around town with fake letters and fake awards and fake certificates and fake plaques because Charlie didn't run somebody trying to get some sponsorship money or some, some I don't know, some grant money, some advertising money. Like, <laughs> speaking of stupid, I see y'all open the borders. <laughs> but you know what in all seriousness well done the numbers are you know they seem to be under control although that is because you haven't been letting just anybody run all up and through the country so i'm a bit worried please be vigilant okay don't be getting carried away remember that covid is alive and well and with these borders being open, you are you are basically welcoming virus to just come land on your shores, <laughs> and it's coming. Uh, my mom is is super determined to come back to Ghana real soon. She's like, I have some business to take care of. Okay, lady, you can go, but like three weeks after, we're gonna let we're gonna let it marinate and see how it does. <laughs> okay, so please be vigilant, be cautious. Um, yeah, man, keep your social distancing going, wear your mask. Um, yeah, and when you see those numbers start to rise, okay, now you should be experienced because it's gonna come. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Holy shit. What is this? Oh, wow. Okay. So at the time uh, of recording this, uh, I just see that the new versus battle has been announced. Patty LaBelle and Gladys Knight. You youngins won't even know what's going on, but us seasoned ones. Oh, this is going to be so classic. I got to get I I I got to get my mom tuned in the verses she will live her best life so yeah that's gonna be super duper exciting did he open the new school this would make it his third prep school you know what i i'm i've always been a a fan of diddy you know what i mean just his entertainment value is through the roof and now he's promoting and and pushing for ownership and now he's educating our young black youth i can't even be mad 
<laughs> diddy bop, diddy bop, diddy bop. <laughs> oh, well. Anyway, y'all, I'm going to get up out of here. But before I go, I got to give a shout out to my <laughs> down ass bitch, MFA. What's up, lady? You know, sometimes in life, you have those people who you're either very close to or maybe you're not even close to them like that. But sometimes they just come through and they give you some energy for your life. MFI is one of those people. She was a very loyal listener back in my radio days. I never met her. But the vim and vigor with which she came through on social media <laughs> or on my DJ Loft's phone every morning to just, you know, say, yes, I'm feeling it. I'm loving it. Thank you, Mama. I, 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 I've, I've received word that you are missing the queen. <laughs> but it's all good. There's a podcast, boo-boo. There's a podcast. So link up with me that way. All right. And of course, mm, 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 mm. Who the real queen, Queen Uche, Miss Uche. Hey, this is my big sister for real. I love this woman dearly. I was on Instagram um, and I'm scrolling through and I stop on her page uh, because she has a list of like her favorite things and things that are keeping her going through, you know, the just quarantine and the times that we're in. And I'm like, OK, she's reading that book. All right. And then I see the logo for on fire and I was like wait did I push the wrong button or something like how did I end up on my page and I was like no 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 I made no mistake I'm still on Uche's page you people remember uh Madam Uche from the glorious Vodafone days <laughs> yes she was the chief marketing officer for a number of years now she's just slaying all across the continent but she had me on her list of things that keep her going the on fire podcast i am honored and i'm just filled with so much love because i adore her i adore you uche mm. thank you for that it feels really really good to know that you are listening and loving it all right y'all i got to go y'all be good um and yeah there's a lot that we're going to talk about next episode. Uh, I got my man Kubala coming through. Yep. Um, I see Mr. Easy has this new joint coming out um, today. I think it's him and Nicki Minaj. I'm not sure. But the promotion is kind of hinting at that. I would be super excited for him. She said she got a partner, me, I got one. But me want Um, Anything else? Yeah, man, it's just... It's going to be a good next episode. Yeah, so don't miss it. Anyway, y'all, peace. I'm out. My team is global, baby. So it doesn't matter where you are on God's green earth. Hit us up, all right? For promotion, advertising, new music releases. If you got relationship questions, I, I give great advice. I'm serious, all right? Drop me an email on fire at the gold coast report.com that's on fire o-n-f-y-e at the gold coast report.com you can spell that right you good you good or you can hit me up on whatsapp my number is 0508-747676 don't forget that's a ghana number all right so make sure you put a plus two three three in front of that bitch if you internationally linking us on fire the podcast is brought to you in collaboration with the Gold Coast Report at The Gold Coast Report. Artwork, Matthew Jr. Ade Mensa at Levi Mensa. We do not own rights to some of the music used in this podcast. Thank you.